0: during this episode adil malik chief executive officer of clearstep joins us to discuss his passion and mission to revolutionize how patients can find and access the right care while enabling healthcare organizations to leverage advanced digital technologies while together adil outlines how he and his team have built an ai smart care routing engine used by health systems and payers to make it easy for patient consumers to know their best next step for care additionally Adil shares his exciting vision for the healthcare industry and where ClearStep is heading. Join us to learn how Adil and ClearStep are building industry-leading smart care routing technology to enhance patient experiences and outcomes. Let's go. ideal. a warm, warm welcome to our podcast. Thanks very much. Glad
1: to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, due to your desire and passion to revolutionize the way patients are able to find and access the right care while enabling healthcare organizations to better leverage advanced digital technologies, I'm grateful to meet up with you today and I'm excited for this conversation. But before we dive in a bit of housekeeping, while listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search "Passionate Pioneers" with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, a deal. It's almost time for our community to learn how you and the ClearStep team are building smart care routing solutions using AI chat technology for healthcare organizations. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world?
1: Yeah, I think for anyone that's interested in innovating in healthcare. I think the single most important thing, and this isn't gonna be a brand new piece of advice for people, but just to double down on it, is really, really understand why, you know, the challenge that you're trying to solve is even still, you know, a challenge. What are the solutions to trying to tackle it right now? Why are they incomplete? Why don't they work? What really operationally makes it so difficult to solve whatever the challenges that you're trying to solve. Getting as nuanced, granular, detailed, data-driven on why the challenge even exists and is unsolved today is really going to put you on the right direction and make sure that the compass is set right.
0: Adil, I love it. For several times on the podcast, there's been leaders just like you who have given this piece of advice. And to me, I love that you brought it again because this is one of the biggest pieces of advice, especially for our startups and our innovators out there. Understand the problem at hand. Don't just go and build in a vacuum thinking, hey, the marketplace is going to need X, Y, or Z. So I'm just going to go and build it. Deeply, deeply understand the problem. Get out of your proverbial office, whatever that is these days, and get out there, get on the street, You know, boots on the ground, get in front of the end user for your technology. Again, whoever year he may be and truly understand the problem. And I love a deal that you also brought that data driven approach to it as well. Has this been part of the ethos? Has this been part of your culture at Clear Steps since you founded the company?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I would like to think so as rigorously as we do now early on. But frankly, I think it was particularly as a first time founder, a process to really learn how to do exactly that, understand the nuance better and better and have all of that information, context and data really be what drives product roadmap. I think it is a skill to be learned and how to do that really well when you're working with a bunch of customers and you're trying to use that information to continue to drive progress. I mean, there's also doing this at different levels, the zero to one phase versus afterwards. It, it, there's different challenges and how to continue to like to, to point in the right direction using the information that you have available. And I think the other thing I'll say quickly is you, know, you, you highlighted end user for sure. End user is really important, but Often in healthcare, it's not just about an end user, and that's what makes it really hard and complicated, especially if you're a to c kind of solution. You have to understand usually the end user's frustrations or that challenge is, is the simpler thing versus the operational systemic kind of challenges that might surround the
0: problem. That's a great flag of deal. And because at the end of the day, right, let's look at healthcare for what it is. It is a multifaceted, multi-sided buying environment, right? There are a lot of players, a lot of stakeholders in the flow of how healthcare works. So I I appreciate that flag. It's an important one because it is so incredibly complex with so many different players pulling so many different levers all at the same time. So love this piece of advice. Whenever I hear it, I love to always expand on it with the guests, because this is so incredibly important. If you want to innovate within one of the most complex industries out there, healthcare, this is so important to have as foundational piece for your company. So I love it, deal. speaking of company, we're going to dive in and hear all about the good things happening within your team at ClearStep after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, CirrusMD, MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus, or host an upcoming event. Visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Adil Malik, CEO of ClearStep. Adil, you teed us up on the front end. You set the stage for what I know is going to be an important conversation. Can't wait to dive in with all of the good trouble you guys are causing in the ClearStep family. A lot of great things to discuss. You guys have now been around for over four years, four and a half years old, to be exact. But of course, creating a startup just doesn't happen overnight. There's typically a backstory, those aha moments, how it came to be in the first place. We'd love to hear that. You know, you spent time at Accenture before this. We'd love to hear some of those aha moments of, I have to go and launch this startup. I need to go and solve this problem in healthcare. So definitely want to hear that kind of founder's journey a deal. And then, of course, want to get into what's happening today. What's what? What are you guys seeing in the marketplace? Where are the successes you're having? What should our community be mindful of, of where you guys are seeing the opportunities? And then, of course, future state. Where are things heading for ClearStep? Where are things heading for the industry writ large? And, of course, how we can be helping you? Well, we'll get that on the back end. But for now, Adil, how did it all come to be in the first place? Where were those kind of aha moments? Where were those sparks to found and launch ClearStep in the first place?
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, these are always long stories, but to keep it succinct, I was always, both me and my, co-founder, I think, both really passionate about innovating in healthcare. I was doing research all throughout undergrad and afterwards at Hopkins on the basic science, kind of clinical research side. And that's a whole different world of innovation and in healthcare. And then from there, went into consulting, where got just a completely different vantage point on the scale and how to think about solving problems at scale. And what it means to build a successful commercial model behind a product an initiative, a service that you're delivering. And it was really there that a lot of the seeds from at least my vantage point were planted. While I was going along this journey, my co-founder, we went to undergrad together, was doing his MD PhD at Northwestern. And was, it was very interesting. He was really seeing a different side of the same problem that ultimately came together and formed the company on the basis of. But from my perspective, in consulting, I was able to spend maybe the last year or so, rather than working with the traditional healthcare players that you typically work with in healthcare consulting, the health systems and payers and pharma and the life sciences side, we were getting to work, the team I was on was getting to work with tech and retail on their innovative agendas for healthcare. This was 2017 into 2018. And that was you know not super early, but that was still relatively early to how much consistent investment we're seeing right now and the big moves we're seeing right now. It was still early, like money was just being allocated, strategy teams were trying to figure things out. So I was lucky to be part of conversations like that with some of the names that you know we probably see today and just hear about, at least at that time, what people were thinking. And the concept of AI diagnostics was this, especially when Watson was putting out a lot of marketing around this and is really kind of fascinating a lot of people. But I think, you know, while there are definitely some immediate term applications for things like ai diagnostics i think many including myself were unconvinced at the time that it was really the right direction to think about going versus like right now the industry is not in a mode to even think about replacing doctors or replacing part of the care delivery process with ai but the operations that surround that that interaction tons of opportunity and from my perspective as i really dug into that space and the technology and how to make it possible what was clear was that the bigger challenge right now that we have that if we solve for will create a lot of value if revenue, cost side, mostly cost side and taking a lot of cost out of out of the system is a routing kind of challenge. You know, if you can solve the routing challenge, getting people, you know, to avoid unnecessary steps in care, getting people to engage in their care with the right, you know, steps and have in an easy way when they otherwise might not getting people to skip steps to see a specialist that they should have been able to see, you know, earlier on to actually solve a problem for them. All these routing issues where even just eliminating unnecessary ER visits, you know, alone as just one metric saves billions of dollars for, you know, like UHC did an analysis that's public out, you know, 70 billion dollars just on that alone, you know, minimizing the number of unnecessary ER visits. So the routing problem, seeing that at the macro scale, how the tech companies were thinking about it, being immersed in a lot of the data around wasted spend as a result of misrouting and missed opportunities for revenue from just fee-for-service mindset too, because of problems with routing was my vantage point. And meanwhile, my co-founder was really seeing... The micro level interaction here, you know, his own personal network, even as him as a trainee, constantly asking him for clinical guidance and advice, seeing in the hospital as well, just the inefficiencies in the ER, routing and getting someone to the right specialist and how hard all of that really was. So he was seeing that we kind of put our heads together. Coincidentally, we're on vacation together in Athens, just hanging out, <laughs> I think on a bit of a different mindset level. You know, Athens, it's humbling and overwhelming, almost see the, the seat of, you know, this great empire that existed. And I think we were just thinking about what we were seeing and ideas. And we literally named the company. Like we sat, we were hanging out for a couple hours. We had the idea. We were like, all right, 50-50. What should we call it? We named it. And the rest is kind of history.
0: <laughs> I will say, as an aside, I'm going to unpack a little bit of what you just shared there, I deal, because I love the founder's journey and how it came together. But I will say, I have had some of my best ideas to innovate in healthcare on vacation or taking a moment to go ski. I live in Colorado. So go, you know, I'm ski country USA, go up in the mountains. I've had some of my best ideas bombing down the side of the hill. I mean, it's like you said, taking a vacation. So there it was clear step founded in Athens. I love it. I absolutely love it. So a deal, you know, and this is, you know, again, this was 2017, 2018. Some may devil's advocate you back then and say, ah, you might be a little ahead of schedule, right? Well, any entrepreneur of course is seeing the future state of where things need to be. It may not be applicable right then and there. But the reason why I say that is who knew that this massive tragedy, COVID-19 was mere years away, right? And when you start thinking about the great burnout, when you start thinking about the human problem, there are not enough healthcare workers. You know, you're talking about a patient satisfaction or maybe one less visit to the ER for a patient and routing is part of that. We also don't have literally do not have enough humans to complete the routing process needed as well. So I'm sure that was rolling around in your head a bit as well. And then boom, there was COVID to expose all of it on a massive, massive scale. So there you are, T it up, you founded the company, came back, you said, okay, we're both co-founders, you're launching ClearStep. So let's go there a deal. What is ClearStep? Give us that elevator pitch. What is the company working on today?
1: Yeah, for sure. So probably one of the simplest ways to think about it is ClearStep is really sitting in between you know, patient or healthcare consumer and let's just say a network of care resources that's available to them on the other side. We're sitting in between that and we're playing matchmaker. We're really helping match supply and demand there in a way that, that makes sense and in a way that's not controlled whatsoever in, in healthcare. So you know, you as a patient or as a consumer being able to have assurance that if you're experiencing certain symptoms, you have certain clinical conditions or you just need some sort of regular exam, you could go through a clear step experience. Be sure that clinically you're being guided to what is the best appropriate options for uh, equally appropriate care paths layered in with in-network available online available to schedule within a time period that makes sense you know you end this experience with a very open table like experience of okay what options are available to me that are in network you know we even have eligibility plugs now to pull in some cost estimates that like you put in your actual insurance information and we'll spit back you know your co-pays where you stand and projected costs for different care paths so that's what clear step is from both sides but the consumer side and we, like we already alluded to on the system side, we really sell it to large health systems and large payers to solve some of the problems that we talked about before around wasted spend and misrevenue opportunities.
0: Well, let's talk about the payers and the providers as those archetypes that you guys work with a deal. Of course, yes, you're, you're creating a better experience for the end user, the consumer, the patient. Awesome. But you know, as well as I do, especially again, you know, going back to COVID, we're now, you know, kind of post-COVID-ish kind of, sort of, maybe. But this new world we live in, and we know, you know as well as I do, especially on the health system side, it is five alarm fire right now, right? It, it is just trying to get to the next day by keeping our lights on, right? It's a tough environment. Let's start with the health systems. What's the value prop today? And is it resonating? What is the feedback you're receiving from those health systems given the current state of affairs?
1: Yeah, yeah. So on the health system side, it's quite interesting, right? Like prior to this year, the pure go-to-market of, hey, clear step, in a fee-for-service model, use it for lead gen and revenue opportunities, tie it to marketing campaigns. I mean, that was like really, and still does, but really resonating. And that's really how we built up the company, really on that main value prop. And this year, I mean, everyone always cares about revenue. So that's why you can still stay relevant no matter what, when you focus on revenue, but the beginning of the year and how the first couple months went for health systems and how that just impacted still up to right now was so shocking to the people on the inside, unexpected when they've just been like being, well, the hospitals it is a little different, they were dealing with COVID on the front lines, but in other ways, there are all these signs of you know recovery and paths forward and then just the supply chain. Crisis and the labor crisis and healthcare just has driven margins just down so far that everyone is just losing hundreds of millions of dollars a quarter. And so the mindset has definitely shifted, and you know I think it's sunk in that the labor problem is permanent; it's not going anywhere. This is that we need to accept that and then figure out how we solve you know the problems that this creates. And I think we've come to a bit more of that equilibrium. And you know I'm happy to share too how kind of our positioning with health systems has kind of evolved too with those different ways of thinking. So, you know, you give me the nod to to keep going, right? But where we've really been getting, I think, the most success in just the last couple months even, and frankly, where some of just our biggest partners and deals are kind of coming in by is really this idea of the systems that are taking on more risk on their patient populations and trying to get as close to the premium dollar as possible are taking interesting steps. I think specifically these kinds of organizations are taking interesting steps to be able to manage these kind of channels, right? That people access care via and that they distribute care by you know air traffic control or whatever you might want to call it for accessing resources because the way their incentives are obviously you know they become think they think a bit more like a payer in that model but it's not so simple because even your top systems that take on a lot of risk I mean eighty five percent at least of their revenue is fee for service just pure fee for service dollars so they want to prioritize that stuff because it's like higher margin better for the future but like having to shift that in an environment is such a challenge that I think before technology like ours, that's actually clinically intelligent. That's our big thing, clinical intelligence. You know, we, our AI, it makes more sense to think of it as AI clinical intelligence than it does AI chat. You know, that's a modality that it's It's really about the intelligence that we've built in. You need that level of intelligence to be able to route people in healthcare. It's not just based on consumer preference and demand for something. There's something that's right to do. And it's often obscure what that is. So you need something that's trained to do that kind of, you know, matching of clinical need to resources within a network to try to have some control over the fee for service and value-based side of this. And that's where ClearStep is cool because it's like the same product, we can actually help steer and control, you know, steer can be an ugly word sometimes in the healthcare, but, you know, just ensure appropriate paths are taken, but take into account all things being equal clinically for the patient. How to best maximize value for the system or for the payer, and how that what happens with that matching. So this interesting way to think about a clear step across both these kinds of patient populations and how to maximize value across both. It's just a, some slight tweaks. We haven't really changed very much of the product, but in positioning and in new integrations and things that we're doing has had a pretty profound impact. I think to the direction and the value creation potential and just real value creation that that we're seeing. So yeah a lot there, but yeah, strange times that are breeding cool opportunities, I think.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the biggest pieces of advice that I've received from my mentors is amidst great chaos presents great opportunity, right? and It sounds like you guys are right in that, in that crosshair, which is exciting. So Adil, I know you serve uh, two other big camps as well, you know, the health plans and the payer side as well, you know, but then also digital health partners. Can you quickly talk about both of those two stakeholders that you guys work with as well?
1: Yeah. The health plan side, I think is, the analogy is what I just talked about, the risk side, right, on the health system, except that with the payer, it is cleaner. I mean, it's all about deflecting unnecessary acute care, you know, promoting in-network options for people when they're looking for care resources, promoting virtual, you know, as much as it's clinically appropriate, to all towards just total cost of care, being able to show it, show it going down, you know, on a per-member basis. So that's how we think about ClearStep in the context of payer, you know, living in payer portals, part of marketing initiatives, part of automated follow-ups, post-clinical events that the payers can get some insight into uh, in a quick enough way. So things like that, again, all about routing. On the digital health side, I'll say, frankly, I think there's been a bit of a de-emphasis there for us lately versus just focusing on the bigger systems and payers. But we do have some really good partners that we work with on the digital health side. I do also think, you know, with the recent rollout of APIs and things like that, that other digital health companies will be kind of a good opportunity to explore more partnerships with who want that level of clinical intelligence embedded in their own product. So we do think that will be an important kind of partnership and growth channel for the company
0: too. Absolutely. It's going to take an ecosystem to move the ball forward in healthcare, right? It's going to take all these innovators, all these amazing minds and companies to work together. So I love that you guys have that vision as well over clear ClearStep. So Adil, let's look future state. Let's pull that crystal ball off the shelf for a bit. You know, the notion of chatbots, the notion of AI and healthcare for you and me, you know, we love it. We spent a lot of time on it, but for a lot of stakeholders in healthcare, it's very new. It's very, what does this mean for us? We're so far behind in so many things in healthcare in the first place. So I think you probably agree with this. We're just getting going, right? Quote unquote, proverbially, if you will, in this kind of space for healthcare. Where do you see things heading in the next call it two to three, three to five years for the industry within this world of technology and innovation that you're focused on? And of course, where is ClearStep going to be in that future state as well?
1: Yeah. I think the next two years and What happens in it are going to be just really critical for the future of healthcare. Because we're in this moment where the operating models, particularly on the provider side with the health systems, aren't working and they're losing way too much money. And so, if they can't figure out just how to make this work with their existing infrastructure by using better technology and services and more virtual and things like that, then we're going to see this really fundamental shift that's going to be impossible to go back from which is increasing fragmentation you know hospitals getting sold off and systems closing down service lines and businesses and not being able to serve certain patient populations and then these silos popping up that do all of that like that's one direction that is possible right now where if we can't use the next 2 years two or 3 years to try to really solve some of the more fundamental problems and use the momentum that covid that chaos and catastrophe kind of created for innovation and see it all the way through because things will just go awry if we won't increasingly so like you pointed out with labor and I mean that's really one of the more fundamental things but if systems can get a better control over things like routing and triage and save some money and explore interesting new avenues for revenue capture for them like capitated models and you know can better align incentives moving more quickly and leverage digital better to service patients to bring down total cost of care and have connected ecosystems to communicate and deliver care then i think it's a more exciting near-term future midterm because and just ultimately means that we deliver better care to people that we better we keep people you know healthier by this connectedness and aligned incentive models and things like that so i hope That's what we see, because frankly, if that's not what we see, it'll just feel like perpetual chaos, like utter chaos for a decade, you know, to kind of recover from where we are. It it really is that dire, I think unfortunately.
0: I know it is. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, it's make or break time, right? When we we cannot keep doing the same thing over and over again. We all know what the definition of that is, expecting different results, right? And we can no longer be wedded to orthodoxy and, hey, this is how it's always been done. So we're just going to keep doing that. It doesn't flat out doesn't work anymore. So with that, a deal. I agree with you hundred percent on all you just mentioned. So also, of course, where do you see ClearStep playing in that? Say, you know, let's pretend that all does come true. Are there new Areas you guys are going to focus on? What's the vision and what's the horizon for ClearStep look like?
1: Yeah, I think we're trying to do a lot and exploring a lot of different avenues to really just achieve even greater scale and greater incremental value. But I think what I'll just say is what's really needed for that future, like we've been talking about for the past 20 minutes, is just really good routing. And getting people to resources that make the most sense for them, that are the most cost effective, that save as much time, energy, effort for the system side as well, so that we can focus on more complex patients with the time we, we save there and not have backups there. But like We need better clinical intelligence. And so, you know, I hope ClearStep is really a fundamental piece to the picture here to really help control, again, the demand and supply side of healthcare. So that's the hope for ClearStep to be right in the middle of all of that as you move forward.
0: Well, I love it, deal, And we have an amazing community that you know, are some of our nation's leaders in the industry tuning into the podcast that can be of help to make sure ClearStep gets there and continues you know, your mission with the company. So what's one problem, need, or question that you and the team have that our community can be helping you with?
1: I think it's really just around more partnership. That's my ask of you know, folks listening, if there's a way we can work together. An idea, even that you just have on how to make the most of clinical intelligence for a process that you know is broken, and you just have the idea, there's a way we can work together, even from a career perspective on this, and there's some value that you think you can add on this journey. Or, of course, whether there's a system or payer type partnership, and we can help solve problems that you know you're trying to solve right now. That's what we're looking for. I mean, in a nutshell, it's Pathways to just create to get to greater scale more quickly and deliver a more impactful experience for the actual patients and consumers. If there are ways we can work together to do that as another technology partner or any of the other ways, then yeah, give me a shout and let's explore it.
0: Well, how do they give you a shout then? Where's those contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How does our community get a hold of you? Deal.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn. If you just search my first and last name, maybe put Clearstep there as well and. You'll find me, but folks can feel free to email me as well. My email is simple, a deal, A D E E L, at clearstep.health.
0: Easy enough. And those contact points will be in the episode notes. So in your podcast player, just simply scroll down and click on through to get a hold of a deal in the team. You can head over to our free global online community as well over at passionatepioneers.com. There is a post for a deals episode over there where you can leave some comments and feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, and get a hold of those contact points for a deal in the team again over at passionatepioneers.com. All right, deal. we're gonna start winding this down so we can get you back to causing all the good trouble with your team members at ClearStep. But before we let you go, I got to fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because?
1: I'm energized by solving difficult problems.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, you guys are definitely getting after it and areas that we need solving for immediately. So a deal to you and the ClearStep team, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. So amazing to hear the story. Of how Clear Step started, where you're at, and where you're heading. So for now, Adil, thank you again for being with us today. Thanks
1: very much. A pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli.